Today on the Daily Getter Daily Thought, we've got a very thoughtful piece on gun control, the Founding Fathers' vision, and Cuba, and the people fighting and struggling for any liberty there. We're going to look at that. We're also going to look at how conservatives actually do deny people the right to vote, at least according to the left. We've got a very, very interesting commentary on one Vice Presidente Kamala Harris. Hmm. Very interesting take on her and a very, I think, very thoughtful and correct one. And then we've got the legacy of racism that the Senate and House Democrats are trying to address. They want to change hundreds upon hundreds of names of places, lakes, streams, Nicknames for cars, nicknames for... I don't know. They basically want to change everything. They need to change their diapers if they want to change something. And we've got a UFC fighter calling out an absolutely verbally bitch-slapping one bitch named Colin Kaepernick. I would pay money to see Colin get in this guy's face and the ensuing carnage. I would love it, frankly. Because I don't like communists, and Colin Kaepernick is a communist of course he's rich because he sold out his country and his patriotism which he used to have a long time ago real appreciation for the military in america but something changed who knows what maybe dollar signs anyway all that and much more on the daily gator daily thought today my friends get ready time to kick the pig And welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, the genius, or one of the two geniuses behind the Daily Gator. Yes, I know, calling myself genius, some people may say, God, how arrogant is this guy? I'll just remind you that I am a very humble person. I am filled with humility. In fact, the only thing greater than my humility is my greatness. That's right. But let's talk about, let's kick this off with something that you can go to the Daily Gator and uh, and peruse. There's been a big dust up over the guys who run Black Rifle Coffee Company. And they've done an interview with Dana Lash. 
20 something minute song. It's on YouTube. I have a link up actually right now. The first post after I post this uh, wonderful podcast will be the second post um, on, uh, on, is it even and Matt? Uh, even Hafer is the gentleman that I have also an Instagram video he posted kind of explaining all this. They did an interview with the New York Times. A lot of conservatives got butthurt over it. I'm not sure why. There's claims out there that the Black Rifle Coffee Company uh, kind of turned her back on Kyle Rittenhouse, the young man who used an AR-15 to defend his life during the riots. Uh, I'm sorry, peaceful protests last year. Uh, I know initially they, I think, supported him. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for them. They can speak for themselves. Dana Lash asked great questions. I don't think anybody is going to question her conservative credentials. Um, so let these guys explain. Okay, let these two guys explain. And I think sometimes conservatives kind of want to do their own cancel culture, some of us, because we really get angry over something. And sometimes that anger gets misdirected. I don't know in this case. I'm not saying one way. I'm not saying the other. I'm saying there's a couple videos, about 35 minutes probably worth between them. And you can make your own mind up. I don't want to see conservatives get so absorbed with being overly self-righteous that they jump at the drop of a hat. And when it happens, when you do that, eventually you get to the point where you're the one dropping the hat. We are better than that. I can have hearty disagreements, sometimes even heated disagreements with other conservatives. And you know what? I'm fine with them. I recognize the good they do. Hopefully they recognize the good I do or try to do. And we move along and we say we disagree on this tactic or this issue. Fine. You know, we can't be a monolithic ideology. The founders, as great as they were, there were some pretty good disagreements between a lot of those guys. Remember that, okay? Relax. Get all the information you can, then make a make a statement or a judgment or come out and criticize somebody if, they, if you feel they deserve it. God bless you, do it. But let's not rip each other apart before we know all the facts. Okay? Again, not criticizing anybody, not bashing anybody, but trying to be the guy in the room that says, hey, relax a little bit. The truth will be told, trust me. So you can see that. Now, let's go to uh, another couple of conservatives that I'm, I'm not sure Megan Kelly's a conservative. Uh, I know, I know the gentleman, Clay Travis, who now with Buck Sexton has taken over uh, Rush Limbaugh's time slot. And he founded uh, The Outkick, which was kind of a, a sports site like ESPN, except they're not as big as ESPN, uh, but a lot of commentary, and they tend to be more conservative than ESPN, of course. Let's face it, most liberals are more conservative than ESPN now. Uh, but Clay Travis also had some comments on this. And I just, I like them both. I'm a huge fan of Clay Travis. Here's an example. I agree with about 98% of what I heard the guy say. This time I just disagree. And they're talking about uh, the tennis player, Naomi Osaka. She's, I think, one or two in the world. Uh, she's had some, she's been open about having some problems with mental health or depression. Uh, 
lately, she withdrew from the French Open. She didn't want to talk to, to the media. Frankly, I think not wanting to talk to the sports media is something I would probably do because there's no worse reporting just as far as questions asked and treat people trying to make up things and trying to – it's like so many sports, quote, journalists go out and they have a theory and everything they ask, everything they write, everything they talk about – it's about fortifying that theory. And so they can be the one to say, yeah, I was the first one to say this. And I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of them, frankly, because there's a lot of blah, 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 with no substance. But Naomi Osaka had some issues. Didn't want to talk to the media again, who who can blame her. Uh, and she had talked about mental health issues and I'm not sure she's fairly young still. Uh, she's probably going to be the best women's player in the world. Within two to three years, she'll be recognized, I think, as probably the best. But Megan Kelly had a problem with her. And basically, Osaka came out and said about the, the mental health issues. She withdrew from the French Open. They were going to they were gonna, uh, fine her if she didn't talk to the sports media which I think should be totally up to the player. Because really, if you want a big match and they ask you, how does it feel? Wow, that's an in-depth question. If you got upset, you lose, you're going to say, yeah, it sucks. And most of this commentary from players, coaches, meaningless to me. Meaningless. Even in sports I'm passionate about, like college football. But basically, Clay Travis of the outkick, formerly, and Megan Kelly have taken a Twitter to blast Osaka because she did a Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. Now, they're not criticizing her for showing off legs and other parts of the female anatomy. No, not those parts, you perverts. God, you people, you're out of control. Uh, Travis began the fiasco, according to Microsoft News, uh, when he highlighted Osaka's recent life announcing her bout with depression which is nothing to make fun of. I don't think he was making fun. Uh, that caused her to withdraw from Wimbledon. She also withdrew from the French Open. So that's two of the Grand Slam tournaments, two of the four biggest tournaments in tennis. So something's going on there. Uh, Megan Kelly then added to Travis's comments, mentioning Osaka had been featured on the cover of Vogue and Time magazines. Well, whoop-de-doo. I don't know what that's supposed to prove. Osaka did respond, and give her credit, it was a pretty good response to uh, Megan Kelly. Seeing as you're a journalist, I would have assumed you would have, you would take the time to research what the lead times are for the magazines. If you did that, you would have found that I shot all of my covers last year, 2020. Uh, that's what she tweeted to Kelly on Twitter. Also, she added, instead, your first reaction is a hop on here and spew negativity. Do better, Megan. Uh, so look, Megan Kelly was trying to make a point. I'm not sure what the hell it was, but I do know that a lot of times these, these magazine covers things that they take a long time to come out. It's like a lot of movies, movie stars that go and shoot two, three movies right back to back to back. So you're seeing a movie in maybe this year that was made two years ago, maybe three years ago with the pandemic backing things up. But I don't understand the need to jump on the girl for doing these covers. So what? 
and I guess you're hinting that you're putting too much, she's putting too much pressure on herself maybe, or maybe they're trying to say that uh, she's not really depressed. Look, I, depression is, is something that I've never had this type of depression that really, really gets you down. I've been depressed at times, uh, usually over women, uh, friendships had ended badly. Uh, and I know about being hurt. I I've been, I guess what I would call crushed a couple times in my life. And it was both over friendships ending and the way they ended. And I've been hurt like everyone, but, but I never went into some clinical state where I just couldn't, couldn't function. You know, I, I still went to work. I still did many things and you can be depressed and still do a photo shoot. So I think criticizing, uh, this young lady, Nomi Osaka, is idiotic. And also the people criticizing her over the Olympics because she was born in Japan. She's half uh, Japanese. I believe her father was Japanese. Her mother is black. Or it could be reversed. I could have dyslexia for a second there. But anyway, she she's always played in the Olympics for the Japanese team, not American team, even though she lives here, even though she's an American. Who cares? Does it really matter? I mean, you're going to knock the kid for that? Again, shut up. Sports fans can be absolutely the worst sometimes. Uh, but this piece points out her past year has been full of ups and downs. She's an, an incredibly gifted tennis player. Uh, mental health has caused her to step away from the game. At the moment, Osaka, she's received, in the meantime, plenty of support. Uh, which is good as long as it's healthy support um, in the midst of her battle. So, again, I don't know why they would kind of go after her. It, it's not something you're going to win. doesn't make you look good. makes you look like you're picking on a 19- or 20-year-old kid. I don't know, 19, 20-year-old grown woman. But to me, you're I'm 55, so a 19, 20-year-old is a kid. So best of luck to her and no real hate for Clay Travis at all or Megan Kelly. I still love both y'all, metaphorically speaking, but maybe, maybe be a little more precise in your criticisms. I don't know. Now I've got a, a perfect example here of from the free North Carolina blog. And they have a, uh, a little meme up here that kind of illustrates that maybe well, why Democrats think, legitimately think that Republicans are trying to steal elections, restrict voting rights, strip the, strip the franchise away from many Americans. And it's four reasons that they say this. And I think it helps you better understand the truth about the Democrats and what they believe and choose to believe. I mean, Republicans, they say, want to require voter ID. And they want you to prove you are who you are. You have to prove you still live in the county you're registered to vote in. You still have to prove you're living in the state you're registered to vote in. I remember a story years ago, this guy had moved from a uh, resident of Georgia, moved to Tennessee to go to school, some university in, in Tennessee. And he was trying to vote with his Georgia ID and Georgia voter card in Tennessee and the people in Tennessee, you can't do that. 
and he was screaming racism, of course, and discrimination, and you're disenfranchising me. No, he was an idiot. And look, if they had allowed him to vote, nothing would have stopped because he was doing early voting, I believe. There's nothing that would have stopped him from going back to Georgia because he lived close to the border of the two states and just voting twice. I mean, what does he expect? Here's a good one. One I just addressed. You must not vote more than once. Well, that's racist or sexist or some kind of ist. Yes, requiring citizenship. Those damn Republicans want you to actually live in this country to vote in an American presidential election. How galling is that for your Senate, for your House, for your state legislature? How ugly is that? That's just hate, isn't it? And of course, they want you to actually be breathing, inhaling, exhaling, in other words, be alive. So maybe the damn Republicans, wait, I'm a damn Republican. Maybe, maybe it's y'all's fault. Maybe you are really trying to quit, stop dead people and people who aren't natives to the country and don't live in the country and don't have residency and people can vote in any state they want. I mean, come on, man. And let's look at this really quickly. Let's look at uh, one of the great things I've seen in my life from Diogenes's middle finger. Great name for a blog. And, uh, young lady who does she's okay even if she is an lsu fan but she's talking about kamala harris the great the great hope of the of the democratic party i remember when she first started getting some attention everybody was talking about how gorgeous she was and how promising and how brilliant and oh my god she may win the presidency of course she's got that thing that hillary clinton had and uh other Democrats have, some Republicans too, they actually have negative charisma. They suck charisma out of everything. They're that uncharismatic. But the name of the piece is called Wade and Found Warning. And they write, continued exposure and very public incompetences has not raised Kamala Harris in the public's esteem. After passing herself as a down with the struggle, former hip hop digging reefer token Negro princess from Oakland trolling for the black vote as, a, as an embarrassing, embarrassingly bad presidential candidate. Now she is found lacking even her party's confidence as vice president. Uh, a poll recently found 58% of Democrats are not confident in Kamala Harris at all. That ain't good. That's bad. Uh, that's overall, I'm sorry, 43% of Democrats are not confident that Harris is ready for the big time. That's not good. Nearly half of your own party. Her pick as running mate was a head scratcher to most who knew she ruthlessly climbed the political ladder, partly as a result of regularly visiting the pants of a powerful mayor, mayor of San Francisco, while district attorney and as fawning media daytime female talk fest and late night former comedians obsess over about her looks, Chanel bags and Manolo Blahnik shoes. I've never even heard of those shoes. I've heard of Reeboks. Does that count? 
How about kids? They still make kids converse. They still make converse, I believe. But anyway, in truth, she's what you get if you combine the naked ambition of Hillary Clinton. Oh, God, you never, please never use this word naked and Hillary Clinton in the same sentence. I need a moment. I may vomit. Okay, I think I'll be okay. With Sanford, <laughs> with Sanford and Sons and Esther, an extremely unlikable person. <laughs> if you remember Sanford and Son, the great, great incredibly funny Red Fox, <laughs> and, and Esther. <laughs> and Esther had the, this was, she was incredible, the character at how unattractive she was. And uh, you should just hit YouTube and hit Sanford and Son and Esther. You will laugh your head off. I was a little kid when this was on, and I still laugh over it. I have always suspected, she continues, sus the leaders of the party who picked her, whoever they are, have been planning to ease number 46 out of office on the ground of failing health and ultimately accident and replace him with Harris, even if 46 manages to survive his term, it won't be easy for the Democrats to turn to someone other than Kamala, a woman of color, in 2024. Her continuing unpopularity, which public exposure seems to aggravate rather than mitigate, poses a real problem for the Dems. Please pass the popcorn. Yeah, I am not impressed with Kamala. She, to me, is an empty suit. Every time every time she's asked any type of tough question, <laughs> she giggles because <laughs> she's an idiot. Uh, I know that's mean to call her an idiot, but she's an idiot. I can't help it. Now let's look at old Colin Kaepernick. Speaking of idiots, Colin Kaepernick has recently been called out over his pro-Castro pro-Cuba, pro-communism, pro-Marxism uh, ideology, hates America, calls police pigs, says that they're no more than a modern-day slave patrol, and chides America because we're so, 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 so racist while taking millions of dollars from Nike. Can you say child labor, boys and girls? And, of course, he cheered on Castro, wore a T-shirt with Castro's name on it, or, or image on it, and praised him because, you know, they have good health here in Cuba, which actually they don't. Everybody can read in Cuba 100% literacy, dude. You know what the problem with 100% literacy in Cuba is, Colin? It's that the government doesn't let you read what you want to read. And if the government, by God, wants you to read a book, you better damn well do it or else. They got a lot of prisons in Cuba. Yes, they do have a very, very, quote, free healthcare system. And I don't really know if the quality is up to the price yet, if you know what I'm saying. And I think that you do, Colin. But this, he's been called out now by an MMA fighter, actually a UFC fighter. Jorge Masvidal recently took a swing at former NFL player and social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick for wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt. This was several years ago when he did that. While claiming to protest oppression. 
What better way to show for leftists that you really are not down with oppression and brutality and government control over everyone's life and lack of freedom and liberty than to wear, <laughs> well, to wear a shirt with a picture of a brutal dictator who killed a whole bunch of people and laughed all the way to the bank. And, of course, Cuba is still should be a paradise. It should be. You know, it's funny. The left always says that the USA is so imperialistic. You know who wishes like hell we were imperialistic? The people in Cuba. They'd be prospering right now. They would be prospering. Not living in squalor. And I know the, the Cuba put on a face when they reopened travel when the genius Obama did this. But really, it's, it's not a nice place to live. That's why so many people, so many Cubans have died or been willing to die to get to this country. They're trying to escape something. I'll tell you what. Go to Miami with a Castro t-shirt on. Well, don't do that. You won't make it out alive. Uh, and don't forget, folks, Cubans are the people that uh, our Homeland Secretary, Mayorkas, the dumbass, doesn't want coming here. We don't want you Haitian refugees. We don't want you Cuban refugees. We don't want you Venezuelan ref refugees. See, they've all lived under communism, and they won't vote for Democrats. If they get here, they'll vote for like they did every election I can remember. They vote for Republicans. So they don't want them here. They want the people who they believe will vote for Democrats. What a joke. People actually being oppressed in their own country brutally for decades. But we're not going to allow them to come here, despite our longstanding policy as a nation. And, hey, if you can get to U.S. soil, you're here to stay. But apparently that, uh, that doesn't matter anymore to Team Biden. Uh, but Masvidal tweeted that his father escaped Cuba when he was 14. He said he's only heard the horror stories about the communist regime, but that he wants to shed light on Cuba's real reason to protest and not the COVID-19 mismanagement that the White House continues to distract people with. This oppression has been going on for 61 years, he said. This is not just because of the pandemic, and it's not just because they ran out of medicine. Wait, you ran out of medicine in the panacea of healthcare immortality? A communist nation running out of something? Who's ever heard of such a thing? Oh, yeah, everybody who's ever lived in Venezuela, Cuba, China, Vietnam, North Korea, just keep going and going. Name every communist country you can think of. They've been out of medicine and they've been out of resources and food because of the corrupt government, he continued, and extreme corruption over there where only a few at the top eat and everyone else has to suffer. Those days have to end. Well, not if Kaepernick has anything to do with it. Uh, Masvidal recalled the time that Kaepernick wore a T-shirt praising Cuba's dictator Fidel Castro saying that cowards like him should be sent to live in Cuba so they can experience, quote, real oppression. Yes, they should, sir. You are correct. Kaepernick has frequently defied the whole country in general, arguing that the U.S. was never great and that he is protesting more than just anthems. Kaepernick attended the, two, the 49ers press conference in 2016 and was poised 
to educate the U.S. on its oppressive history. Ironically, he showed up wearing a Fidel Castro T-shirt. He praised Cuba for its education and healthcare system. Remember, Colin, they're out of medicine. If your healthcare system runs out of medicine, that ain't good. Okay? Should I write it in crayon for you on construction paper and send it to you? Maybe then you can grasp it, Colin. Well, wait, you're making millions off Nike. So you really don't care, do you? Yeah, you really gave up a lot playing football. You'd probably make more money now than you would have had you stayed in the NFL. And you don't have to get beat up by other guys. But he praised Cuba for education and health care, bragging that Castro spends more money on schools than on prisons. You think so? Yeah, and I bet those Cuban prisons are are just full of people who did something really bad, like read a book they weren't supposed to, protested something, gave an opinion that wasn't, eh, maybe some communist leader over there just didn't like the way they look, whatever. You can go to prison for anything in Cuba. It's such a paradise of human rights. Critics called out Kaepernick's claims that Castro did not imprison his people and pointed to a 2012 report that found Cuba had the sixth highest rate of imprisoning its people per capita in the world. But they don't have prisons there, Colin Kaepernick says. They don't have many. Well, they don't have many. They're either really, really, really huge or they're really, really, really overcrowded. One of the two, Colin. Okay, Mr. Kaepernick. What an idiot. Most of the people were behind bars for being political prisoners and openly defying the communist regime. Now, we're the oppressive country, America. You've got people from all sides of any issue you can name protesting. Actually protesting in the streets. None of the people go to prison. None of the people go to jail. It's a right here. It's your right to do it according to our Constitution. But you call us the oppressors, Colin Kaepernick, while Cuba actually does the things you say, accuse us of doing, and you accuse us falsely. That tells me, Colin Kaepernick, that you're actually either just a tool getting paid off or you're just a communist piece of trash. Because all communists are pieces of trash. Now, what else we got here, folks? What in the world? No, I don't want to look at that right now. Ah, there you go. Hit the wrong button. Then you get the window from hell that just won't close. Now, folks, you got a couple really uh, serious things to talk about. We're going to talk about Cuba a little more in regards to gun control and how communists define rights and how America define rights, defines rights. In other words, Marx, Engels, Lenin, Stalin versus our founding fathers. Whose principles should you follow and should you prefer? Of course, we've got a legacy of racism. The Democrats, led apparently by Chief Liz Warren, uh, is going to uh, is going to lead the fight to make America safe for your ears and eyes again, my friends. And right now, I'm going to take a little break, get a little uh, little water. Throat's going crazy today. Be right back. You won't miss me, so don't cry. I will be right back. And just like that, I'm back, folks. 
And let's talk a little bit about gun control, Cuba, and the difference in visions, the vision of the left, ultimately, collectivism, and the vision of the right, which is individualism. And Breitbart, uh, Breitbart has a great piece up, and it's entitled, if you want to look for it, Here Are All the Gun Control Laws That Affect Cuba's Freedom Protesters. Because, you know, gun control is a very stark and harsh reality. And isn't it odd that all the dictators agree on gun control? And I think you understand and know what side they agree with. As thousands of Cubans protest against the island's communist regime, stringent gun control laws from Havana negatively impact their efforts. That's right. There's no tooth. There's no teeth behind it. There's no ability to protect your right. There's no ability for the people to gather together and overthrow an evil government. Whereas in the United States, it is common parlance to say that gun rights enumerated in the Second Amendment protect the, all the other rights outlined in the Bill of Rights. In Cuba, the people are not allowed any claim to a natural right, especially not the right, again, natural right, meaning God-given right, to keep and bear arms. This creates a disadvantage as Cubans fight for freedom. The University of Sydney's gunpolicy.org highlights the, quote, restrictive gun control measures in Cuba. Those controls include a ban on large swaths of firearms and require those who, uh, those who want to own legal guns the regime recognizes as legal to first acquire a license. In other words, you have to go to the government. Mother, may I? If you ask the, ask, ask the government, you've got less freedom than you should have for most things. Uh, the process for getting a license includes establishing a, quote, genuine reason to possess a firearm. And guess who's going to decide if it's legitimate or reasonable? Yes, the government, the state. Cubans who are able to get a license must reapply and requalify for their firearm, singular, license every 10 years. The would-be firearm owner also has to go through a background check, listen closely, which considers criminal, mental health, health, physical health, and addiction records. The overall process for purchasing a gun is not set in stone. As gunpolicy.org notes, the minimum weight for a lawful firearm uh, purchase to be completed is, eh, we'll get back to you basically. All purchased firearms must be registered. All private sales are prohibited by law. And the right to private gun ownership is not guaranteed by law. Carrying a firearm openly in public is illegal. Carrying a concealed firearm in public is prohibited by law as well. So as long as you're not carrying any gun, you can carry a gun. And that's just what the left would have here. Remember that. On July the 4th of 2014, Breitbart News reported that U.S. founding father James Madison, the father of the Constitution, should be on Mount Rushmore. Move your butt over, Teddy. Uh, held that America 
was exceptional because its citizens were armed. Imagine that. But the left will tell you the founders that it never said anything about all that. Madison used federal number 46. Read the Federalist Papers, my friends. John Jay, Madison, and Alexander Hamilton wrote all of them. I think Madison and uh, Madison wrote the most, Hamilton next, and John Jay didn't write that many, but he's still still pretty cool. Uh, Madison uses federal number 46 to contend that one of the strongest checks on federal tyranny, if not the single strongest check, was an armed citizenry. So all these liberals say, oh, you're not going to do this if the citizenry is armed. Do you trust some liberal hack? Or do you trust James Madison? Who, although he's been dead for 200 years, almost 200 years, even though he's been dead almost two centuries, he's still smarter than every leftist put together. He boiled down differences between Americans and their European counterparts by explaining that America could unite uh, to stop a federal government intent on using military force to topple state power. Remember, we did that. We fought the American Revolution. Remember that. Remember what the revolutionary, revolutionary, revolutionary army came from, the Continental Army, I should say. Disarmed Europeans, no such option. Madison succinctly described this as the advantage of being armed, which the Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation. And by the way, we are easily the most uh, highest ownership rate per capita. Gun ownership is off the charts. The left loves to point that out. But they never point out the other thing. If we're, we're number one, quote, with a bullet in gun ownership, per individual, per American, but we are, what, number one when in gun deaths, people being killed with guns, or no, use per capita again, per capita, that's very important, you can't compare a 300 million population plus population with a 30 million plus population, say, well, these numbers here, these numbers here, we're not in the top five for the homo violent homicide rate. We're not in the top 10 or 25 or number 50. No, no, not in the top 100, my friends. There are 109 nations, I believe, my last check, that have a higher violent crime rate and a higher homicide rate than we do. Remember that. You have to count all the violent means that people kill each other. And you have to take out the self-defense because that's legal. That's moral. If you defend your life with deadly force, if your life is going to be severely, if you're going to be severely injured, you have that fear or be killed. So we're number one in gun ownership. We're not even in the top 100 for violent crime. Now, the left will compare gun crime only and knock out every other way people kill each other. They will also include justified homicide. That's self-defense. So they use everything they can to make the numbers high as far as people killed by firearms, including suicide, and reducing the access to firearms like Canada did 
didn't do a thing to affect the suicide rate in Canada. Consider Japan as, if not the highest, one of the highest suicide rates in the world, but that you can't get a firearm in Japan. So those are specious claims by the left. Don't forget that. The people would band together in militias, Madison believed, officers being appointed by those local subordinate governments, and their banding together would be a meaningful because the people were armed. Madison further asserted that ultimate authority, please listen to these words, ultimate authority resides in the people alone. I hope the Senate, the House, your state legislature is listening. Because a lot of the people occupying those seats don't get that principle. All authority held by government is derived from power that is on loan from the people. That power that flows from the people and rests in the people. The Second Amendment guarantees the people retain this ultimate check on government via the right to keep and bear arms. In Cuba, protesters are gathering together to fight for freedom without the benefit or guarantee of the right to be armed. And that is by A. A.W.R. Hawkins. Uh, he's an award-winning Second Amendment columnist for Breitbart News. Uh, great guy. Contact I've had with him. And writer-curator of Downrange with A.W.R. Hawkins. A weekly newsletter focused on all things Second Amendment and also for Breitbart News. He is a political analyst for Armed American Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at at A.W.R. Hawkins, the A-W-R-H, all in caps. Reach him also, if I can get this page to come down, you piece of garbage, what's wrong with you? Uh, A-W-R Hawkins at Breitbart.com. And if you want to get the downrange, you want to subscribe to that, you can sign up at Breitbart.com forward slash downrange. So we see the difference in gun control and what a difference it makes. The left will lie to you and say that guns would never matter. Remember Schindler's List, a movie? One thing that Schindler did was arm the people in those, I guess they'd be called slums. I'm not sure the proper word for them. That didn't really make it in a movie, of course, because, well, can't have too much truth. Now let's wrap this uh, this pig kicking session up with a <laughs> a real piece of pork from uh, the Democrats in Washington D.C. They can't do a damn thing right, don't you know? Democrats in Washington. This is from uh, Newsweek. Thomas Kika writing it. Have introduced a new bill. All the Democrats in their bill. They're going to cure all the problems in the world. Hell, praise Jesus. No, not praise Jesus. Don't praise God. Praise, in this case, Liz Warren, Chief Warren. She's going on the war path, I declare. Uh, but they've got a new bill that aims to clear official place names of language deemed racist or offensive so wait if they're racist or offensive you say so we can get rid of the name liz warren or nancy pelosi pretty offensive to me the reconciliation in places names act oh god 
the names of these bills. Oh, they sound so, so dramatic. They're so compelling and touching and meaningful and so vital to making this a Marxist nation, my friends. The Reconciliation in Place Names Act, also known as the Nanny Boo Boo, you can't say that anymore, Act, was put forward on Friday by Massachusetts, also known as Taxachusetts, Senator Elizabeth Firewater Warren. Remember, she's going to get her beer. That's firewater, isn't it? Or is that just whiskey? I'm not sure. But Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and of course, her little walk-behind boy, Edward Markey, who's as stupid as Liz Warren, far left as Liz Warren, just not quite as famous, probably because he wasn't a Jewish-Chinese child who grew up in the ghettos of, of Belgium and then became a U.S. senator. Did I mention she's also one 800th American Indian? Th Cherokee, I believe. As well as Texas representative and absolute crackpot, Al Green. He's the idiot that was calling to impeach Trump before he was ever sworn in. I think he's he's tried to get it. Uh, Trump impeached. Of course, he was impeached twice, needlessly and idiotically both times. But Al Green tried pretty much every day and is co-sponsored by 25 other House Democrats who are not named but are just as idiotic as Warren, Markey, and lunatic Al Green. If passed, the bill would allow 1,441 specific places in the U.S. to be renamed as their current names have been flagged. They've been flagged because they triggered. You trigger us, we'll flag you. It's been, well, I guess they're not misinformation or disinformation. It's just they've been flagged as offensive. You have offended me, man. You can't offend me. I'll not take it from you. So they're offensive or specifically, they've been flagged for being, again, offensive or as specifically containing racial slurs. Aren't racial slurs offensive to most people? Except rappers, of course. But isn't that basically the same thing? That's from the Department of C of Redundancy Department. The lot, the list would largely be made up of geographic features. Hmm. I get what if the Grand Tetons are included, because you know Grand Tetons. If you've seen the mountains, it's spectacular. I always, I want to go there one day. Uh, it's close to Yellowstone, but anyway, the Tetons look like a giant set of. Uh, Brestuses, uh, and it's French word, and I think a French explorer named the Grand Tetons. Look at those titties. They're Tetons. They're grand, aren't they? Oh, my God. Love to see her in a bikini. Enough. Sorry, we're going south there. I may offend somebody. I may offend an overly conservative person. Who knows? Uh, but containing racial slurs, so I guess the Tetons wouldn't be offensive to women because women isn't a race. It's just females is one of the 5,800 genders. Yes, that's it. Or is it 5,700? Who knows? The list would largely be made up of geographic features, such as forests, bodies of water, and general stretches of nature. That's not vague at all, is it? Business Insider reports that roughly 600 of these locations, for example, have the N-word in their names, Nantucket, 
no, no. Neanderthal. No. Oh, that N-word. When are we going to get to the point, ladies and gentlemen, that we just cannot say the N-word any longer because everyone knows what we're talking about when they say N-word, so isn't that just as offensive as the actual word? Unless you're a rapper, of course. Uh, unless you're doing drive-by shootings, then you can use it. Thank you for your support. Uh, though it is unknown which of these are on the current proposed list. Well, if it's got that word, wouldn't they all be on the list? I don't know. Other questionably named places flagged by the outlet include slurs for Mexican people and Native American women. So I guess there's a, is there a Squaw Valley? Seems like that comes to mind. Something in New York somewhere. Uh, we need to immediately stop honoring the ugly legacy of racism and bigotry. And that's why I'm introducing the reconciliation in place names act with my colleagues. Maybe her tribe would have been more, more, more suited, uh, said Chief Warren in an official statement. Okay. It's official. So you've been served notice, buddy. These terms are harmful relics from the era of in, 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 good Lord. You ever read a word? Your brain says it's this, but it's not. And your mouth's trying to say, wait, no brain is not. Anyway, these terms are harmful relics from the era of invidious yet lawful discrimination. that must be removed from public property. Green added in his own statement, racism, even in geography. How can geography be, be racist, honestly? Do these people even know what, what science is? Do they know anything except to be offended? Cannot be tolerated in a country that strives for liberty and justice for all. The specific process the bill would establish. Oh, here it comes. It involves the creation of a board. Yes, another board filled with morons who can't decide what to eat for lunch, much less what names they should decide to strike. Don't care about changing names, the cost to localities. They don't care about anything. They're just, they're just virtue signaling, damn it. Leave them alone. But it would establish the a creation of a board responsible for planning the name changes, Filled with civil rights experts, that used to mean something when we actually needed such a thing. Now, basically, you can just erase civil rights experts and put in race pimps and tribal officials. Public input would also be sought in determining name alternatives. Suggestions would then be brought to Congress or other governing bodies to make them official. Sounds really exciting. Sounds like someone <laughs> has too much damn time on their hands. Way too much time and way too few brains in their heads, my people. And I've lost my place again. And here's the good news, though. It's even a wider scope than, than so, so described so far. Pieces of geography are not the only names being reconsidered. Certain species of fish. Sorry, fish. We tried to, to keep from canceling you, but 
Tough. Species of fish have also recently seen a move away from bad names, racist names, discriminatory names, culturally insensitive names. Government agencies and other wildlife organizations are working to get rid of the term Asian carp. Why? It's a species of carp. So I assume carp's okay. So, but you can't say Asian carp, even though the carp came from Asia. Wow. Does that make any sense to anyone? As a term to refer to an invasive fish species, the big head, silver, grass, and black carp species. I'm sorry, but I believe that's African-American carp. You insensitive bastards. Species were imported to Mississippi from China in the 1970s to help clear sewage. And, whoa, to clear sewage? Maybe we should release them in the Capitol and uh, get rid of the House and the Senate, clean that place up, talk about a bunch of sewage. Uh, to help clear sewage and aquaculture ponds of algae, weeds, and parasites. Yes, we really do need some of those in Congress. Yahoo News reports the fish have since become a nuisance to various ecosystems on account of being voracious eaters. Why do you got to bring Rosie O'Donnell into this? Seriously, people, that's not right. Uh, but I know what kind of fish you're talking about. And we've always called them carp. We know, I don't think we refer to them as Asian carp. Uh, but you would catch them sometimes fishing and they're no good to eat. It's just, just they're just a pain. They're kind of like Congress. They're just a pain. But what good is it going to do to not use the term Asian carp? I mean, we're talking about fish. The fish can't be offended. So who are you? Who's out there going to get offended by that? I'm sorry. Did you call that an Asian carp? You've offended me. I'm going to sue you now. I hope Black Lives Matter burns your house down, peacefully, of course. There have been pushes to change the name, which is seen as derogatory to Asian cultures and people since at least 2014. However, the call became stronger in the last year of the rise in racism. There has been a rise in racism. Well, from the left, there has been. And racially motivated violence against Asian and Asian American people Committed, as far as I've known, only by black people. I don't know why. Maybe it is the carp thing. I don't know. Uh, people in the U.S., both the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and, of course, as a group for everything now, the Asian Carp Regional Coordinating Committee. That's right, kids. The ACRCC. It's a fun vacation for everybody. Bring the whole family. Plan to fully move away from the name by August the 2nd. Oh, I feel safer. I know. I just, I feel like I can, I can breathe now. We're going to not call them Asian carp anymore. I'm just gleeful. I am, I'm like so happy right now. Yeah, I just can't explain it. I'm really, really just, I'm floating on air right now. Is there anybody who haven't offended with my accents and my, my impersonations yet? I wonder. 
I've gone after gay people, Irish people, bastards, drunken sots, all you are, sitting on a bar stool, sucking down Guinness all the time, and harp. Damn you. I, I mean, everyone, Scottish, Irish, British, Germans, Lutherans, never trust a Lutheran. Just saying. Uh, but seriously, this is so stupid. We're wasting time on this. China's building up, threatening Japan, threatening South Korea, threatening Taiwan. And let me say something to China. Our president, whose nuts are in someone's jar somewhere, has bowed down to you and kissed your ass. Trump didn't. I'll be honest with you, China. You don't have the best track record in wars. Japan kicked your ass. Japan, which is, what, a hundredth of your size, kicked your ass. Now, they were the bad guys back then, but they're not bad guys now. I'd leave Japan alone. And remember, Taiwan's pretty formidable, too. And I don't think you really, from what I hear, have the capability to really launch invasion of those countries. And you may be thinking, well, the U.S. won't do anything because Biden's there. And as long as he can take a nap every 30 minutes, he's okay. But understand, understand, you might want to look at your own record, President Xi, and uh, leave Taiwan alone. It's a free and independent nation. You are communist hellhole. So... Just stick to your own business. Try fixing your own country, China. The human rights abuses. The incredible rate of executions in your country. The putting certain Muslims into re-education camps, as you call them. Yeah, that's not good. Maybe you ought to fix your own house, China. I know our president won't say it, but I will. And uh, reconsider. Taiwan's going to be a free. It's a free country. And I will not apologize like that pussy, excuse the French, John Cena, because China took offense. Seriously, John Cena. Seriously. Had a lot of respect for you, man. I knew you were liberal, but you did a lot of great things for kids and charities. Had a lot of respect for you. Your athleticism and the wrestling ring. So much respect, man. And then you go and do this. Whose jar are your nuts in, John Cena? Especially the CCPs, I guess it would have to be. They have your nuts pickled in a jar somewhere, don't they, John Cena? That's it for me, my friends. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it deeply. Gracias. Uh, thank you. All those ways to say thank you. If I could do it in every language on earth, I would. But time won't let me, and I don't know all those languages. So, gracias, I appreciate you. And my friends, if you wish to contribute to the Daily Gator blog, you do it monthly by going to Anchor, looking up Doug Hagen. You can sign up to give X amount of dollars each month. And, of course, you can cancel that at any time. You can also double it at any time. And if you want to do a, a every once in a while, or I just feel feel it today or hell you won the lottery you don't know what to do with 300 million dollars and yeah, you got three or four million to spare you can donate that to my paypal uh 
Go to thedailygator.com. First post is what they call a sticky post. It's always there on top. And hit the buy ball button, which on my site says buy now. You can contribute what you like there. If you do, I appreciate it. If not, I still thank you for your time and, and listening. Any comments, commentary, things I can do better, things I can talk about, uh, things you don't like me doing, hit me up. Let me know. I, I need feedback. I do appreciate it. God bless you. Remember the three golden rules of life, my friends. If you're left, you're never, ever, ever, ever going to be right. Go Gators. And yes, God, the big guy upstairs, the creator of everything we see, taste, and smell. God bless America. Thank you for this country, Lord. My friends, take time to take a knee and say thank you to the man upstairs. Gracias. Again, take care. Take care of your kids. If you have been vaccinated, yeah, it's up to you. It's your business. I would say do it, but I'm not much in telling people what to do. You know what I'm saying? Take care, my friends. We'll talk to you next time. Gracias again.